Okay, just give these streams a little minute here before we begin. We are going to be live today on Rockfin, DLive, and the Foxhole all at the same time. So let's do that. Boom, we're live. Okay, here we go. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Way of the Truth Warrior. Today it is Wednesday, April 28th. 2021. Is it already 2021? Is it still 2021? Did 2020 even end or is this some kind of like Groundhog Day thing where we're all being punked and the the days just continually overlap and they're all the same? I don't know. But anyways, I hope you're all well wherever you are in the world. I am very, very excited about today's show. I have a someone who I would call a, a good a good friend at this point. Um, he and I have been communicating over the course of the last few months. Um, I've really connected with his work. I've leaned heavily on this uh, man's work for source material. Uh, so many of you awesome people that follow this show out there have been sending me you know, questions and things on my Telegram. Make sure you follow me on Telegram. We got some really cool stuff going on there. We're doing the voice chats. We even had a voice chat around the fire last night, which was really fun. So make sure you jump in on that. Um, and Anyways, uh, we, I've been getting all these questions about, you know, Dave, where do I go for resources? Where do I go for ammunition in this great information war? And I, uh, first of all, I hope you guys can hear me. Okay. Hopefully I'm not muted or anything like that. <laughs> Let me do all that stuff first. I'm always paranoid here. The life of a content. Okay. I see people making jokes about groundhog day. So I'm assuming you can hear me. <laughs> Very good. Um, what was I saying? Right. Ammunition. We're in an information war. You need to be equipped with the facts. You need to be conversant with the facts. You need to understand the facts as you, uh, you know, are having these conversations as you're learning, uh, about what the hell's going on. And that's the whole point. It's all about what is the truth. And there are a lot of people out there that maybe don't want to know the truth. They don't have a desire to know it because it's uncomfortable. It's hard. Uh, the truth is something that's earned through battle and the battle that you have to earn it through is your internal battle where you're constantly in conflict with yourself and you're hearing conflicting points of information from the media, from your friends, from these experts, from everybody, from the entire world. How does one person stand up against that and stand in their truth, stand in their power, put their line in the sand and say, I'm a free sovereign being, I'm pursuing the truth. And, and then if you're going to do that, you can't just say it. You have to be able to walk the talk. You've got to have these sources at your fingertips. You've got to know them intimately. And we've all been getting a crash course on health, on vaccines, on pandemics, on all the terminology, and also geopolitics and you know the organizational structure of the criminal medical mafia and all this stuff, the banking systems, uh, so many subjects that we cover on this show. So today, the man for the job is Dr. Randy Weisong, um, and I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but I'm just, I've been thoroughly impressed with his website. He has an incredible collection of data, facts, information on his website about this current situation we find ourselves in. He's also a writer in philosophy, and he was kind enough to send me three of his books. Uh, it was so kind of him to send these out to me. I'll show them to you right now. He's got one living life. I love his website, by the way, and his tagline, as if thinking matters. 
So we call this today, let's make thinking great again. Let's bring it back. Let's make thinking as something that could be cool and hip. That'd be nice, eh? Change up the trends from non-thinking. Uh, look at this, solving big questions. This is more philosophical here. I love, I, I can't wait to get in this one. I haven't started it yet. And then the cholesterol myth, getting into the world of health. There's so much deception in the health world. Um, it's impossible to just be able to sort it by yourself. So that's why we lean on the greats. And so uh, I'm very happy we're going to have Randy here. Before I bring him on, I just have a couple uh, things to show you. A couple updates, as we always do. What's happening on my awesome website over here, dwtruthwarrior.com. Go check it out. I always put the latest events uh, right up at the front. I did a really fun interview on Great Awakening uh, the Great Awakening channel, key, or Keystone channel, I guess. Uh, really had a great conversation there with Patricia. You can get those links there. I had an epic discussion with the great Michael Thessarian. We called it the world on fire. I hope you caught that. We got into you know, all of his work on the brotherhood of death, the age of Dionysus, Gnosticism exposed, the moral universe, blood rights, history of Ireland, mass psychology, the origin of a lot of these secret societies, how they work getting into the Knights Hospitaller, the Templars, um, all kinds of stuff. He's just a wealth of information. I try to bring you guys the best, the best of the best. So go check that out. Um, also, just quick point out here, stop shopping at Walmart, guys. We don't have to. We don't have to give our money to these big multinational corporations that literally just stole the wealth out of the middle class during 2020 as we, the small uh, business owners and the little guys, were forced to close down by edict of the holy emperor, we were forced to close. And now we were everybody's just going to spend their money over at these big box stores that are laughing all the way to the bank. So uh, join the revolution, guys. We are working on this Starve the Beast concept. I'm kicking it off with this uh, great project, Patriot Switch. Uh, so go check that out, DW, or patriotswitch.com forward slash Warrior. It's exploding. People are loving it. Get involved. It's really, really cool. And it's only the beginning. Uh, and then what else I got? Rockfin. Uh, Going to be putting up some really good stuff. Uh, Cult of the Medics is, is in the oven. It's about to come out. We're ready to go very soon here. You're going to see some announcements about that coming soon. It's going to be exclusive on my Rockfin channel. So make sure you subscribe there. That's also a really good way to support this channel. Uh, I did a little show. Uh, called or a little uh, drive with Dave. I like these when I usually go to the water store or go out and do some errands. Whenever I go out into the zombie apocalypse, I, uh, I take my camera with me and I think out loud while I'm driving. I did an episode called, you know, the COVID cult exposed. And I just gave my thoughts on comparing what's happening with this whole COVID thing, uh, the media and everything else, looking at it from the lens of what if this is a cult? What is a cult? What's the definition? Are we seeing cult-like behavior from those people who are propagating this whole thing? I would say yes. So go check that that out. I think it was a really good one. Uh, what else? I did a good. I did a reading here from a an article that Michael Desarian wrote called "An Address to the Dead." Uh, it is a just. I think it's a great article. It's hard hitting. It's very personal, but it's also loaded with information. I think it's really good. And then I started off Firecast season. It is Firecast season. And we're going to be doing Firecast, which is just some philosophizing around the fire. And I did a short and sweet one, first episode of 2021, talking about gratitude and other things. And I got lots more of those coming your way. 
And as always, just always want to draw your attention to uh, Jane's story. This is so important. Go check her out. This is her webpage here. Jane is a lifelong victim of international human and sex trafficking and an organized crime ring that was operating within Canada, United States and abroad. It was verified by the Canadian and United States federal authorities. Her story is incredible. It's tough to hear, but we need to hear it because when the truth comes out, that's how we shine a light in the darkness. Um, and of course, if you have it, if you have the ability, uh, help with donations to Jane, her supporting her legal aid and her support fund. Uh, she's trying to go to battle on this. She needs lots of help. Uh, so anything uh, that you guys can do for her, please uh, go and do what you can and support that and get this out as far and wide as possible. That would really help a lot. So with that said, let's swing on over to asifthinkingmatters.com. Uh, this is the homepage here. You can just read up a little bit on sort of the philosophy, under, you know, where the books are, getting a breakdown. And then we have, let me just give you a little background here of Dr. Weissong for those who have never heard of him before. Dr. Weissong uh, is an author of 13 books, numerous scientific articles and newsletters on the origin of life, philosophy, logic, self-improvement, fitness, nutrition, prevention, alternative holistic health, embryology, and surgical techniques. Love this guy. Much of his work is cataloged at this website, as if thinkingmatters.com. He has practiced uh, veterinary surgery and medicine, taught college courses in human anatomy, physiology, and the origin of life, directed research in health and education and product development, guides the philanthropic nonprofit Wysong Institute, and is an iconoclastic free thinker, natural health and fitness advocate, athletic competitor, and overall do-it-yourselfer. He's a man after my own heart. So uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and bring... Dr. Randy Weissong on the show. Randy, thank you so much, sir, for joining me. Uh, this has been something I've been looking forward to, and I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome. Well, I'm glad to be here, David. Thanks for, for asking me. Well, it's, uh, it's something that I felt was crucial. Um, and it went to that question that I was addressing in the beginning where a lot of my listeners were asking for resources. And I've tried to do my best to you know, do presentations and then add uh, research links. The issue is all my social media kept getting taken down. So uh, I kept losing a lot of those great leads and threads and stuff that I had built, but I've cataloged as much as I can. But you've cataloged so much good stuff over on your site uh, we're probably going to be talking a lot about this tab right here, COVID-19. Uh, just take a look, folks, at, oh, let me go to the screen share again so people can see what I'm doing. Check this out. When you go to asifthinkingmatters.com, I'll link this for you. Uh, you can just go to COVID-19 as a category and just get an idea going all the way back about these amazing blog entries, answering questions, providing links, providing sources. Um, and we're going to go through some of this with you here today. So this video will also be a shareable tool that you can use to share uh, out there on your networks and get this information out. So Randy, let's maybe just get in a little bit into your background. You, you, you've done a lot of stuff. You've been doing work in the health and wellness field for a long time. You write on philosophy, maybe just a little you know, snapshot of what got you motivated to get into this and why you didn't end up being uh, a pharmaceutical rep or a mainstream doctor or going down that track. And instead, um, you are sort of a renegade and you're out there trying to tell people what the truth about all this is. Well, I, I would say that it's, um, 
you know, I started off as a as a veterinary surgeon, a practitioner, and uh, did that for several years. And then in the course of, of that, I uh, found many things that I would like to improve within practice and within surgery. So I invented uh, different clinical and surgical devices and so forth. And uh, and during that, that period of time, I also started having some health things, nothing serious, but just like uh, digestive disturbances and so forth when I was like in my mid-30s and whatever. And I uh, was hesitant to, to take pharmaceuticals because I, I could see, you know, I was aware of what the side effects and the contraindications were. And so I just started exploring uh, different options and I that kind of led me into the uh, natural field. I tried some of those things and uh, it worked and it all started to make sense to me. Just the notion that uh, nature is, is the best healer. And that's the thing that I found in practice. It, practice was uh, unrewarding from the standpoint that it seemed like little you could do to really, really make a difference. Of course, you could you could set a bone and you could uh, do surgery and, and fix things, kind of mechanical sorts of things that were obvious and uh, satisfying. But when it came to the degenerative conditions that animals have, just like people do, uh, you're almost help helpless. And uh, I just got, uh, I started to research just the, the, uh, the natural field options, you know, different ways to approach nutrition and, and natural ways of, of healing that would not have the contraindications that the pharmaceuticals do and got very interested in that. And, and uh, over, over some time, I developed a, a variety of nutraceutical products for both humans and animals. And that led me away from practice into that. So I was very involved in that for many years. And I, I wrote quite extensively when I was doing that as well. And uh, also during that time, I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, you know, I've got, a, I've got a lot of history, so it's kind of hard to, to encapsulate everything. But I would say in the main, I, I became increasingly motivated to just look for truth. You know, as I look back at my childhood, you know, I was raised in a religion, got into college, uh, was led to, I felt that that religion was not, was not the truth. Evolution was, materialism was. I got into evolution and materialism, but the more I examined that, the more I found out that that was not true. And then, then I found, uh, then I thought, well, maybe Maybe not institutional religion, maybe just uh, Bible study or Quran study was the way to to get at uh, the truth. And then, then I found out that uh, those were human sorts of things too. The the institutions were, and and as time went on, I just uh, kept uh, plugging away, and and uh, that's kind of the the that led into the subject and the one question you uh, or the one book that you showed there, which is solving the big questions as if thinking matters where we get into the origin of life and uh, the proof that we are created beings and uh, that uh, we, we are something more than just matter, just uh, not just biological machines. And all of that just uh, is kind of the result of just thinking at things and really wanting to wanting the truth and not being afraid of where that might lead. And 
So I guess the, you know, my, my work on COVID-19 over the past, I don't know, six, seven, eight months, I, I don't know how long, but I'm become so preoccupied with that because to me it was such an egregious um, uh, non-truth and, and it just needed to be exposed so bad. And I saw the consequences of what government was doing. You know, I heard your story about you, how you lost your business and I really empathize with with the people, millions of people who have been displaced and and uh, harmed in one way or another. You know, with this this thing, and it needs to be exposed. People need to understand it for what it is. And uh, my goal is, and my hope is that hopefully, if enough people come to realize that this is uh, a falsehood, and they become armed themselves to be able to talk to others, that uh, you know, if enough of us do that, then maybe the masses can rise up and make the change. You look historically, that's usually what happens. If if you're going to overthrow the Roman Empire, or you're going to overthrow Nazi Germany, or whatever, I mean, I know that wars take place too, but it's usually the masses that rise up, and and the powers that be can't can't stand up against that. So. Uh, yeah, in a nutshell, I guess my my primary goal, and it's just as I as I see that it is yours too, is just the truth, no matter where that may lead, That's and right. not be afraid of that wherever it may lead. That was just beautiful, man. I just sit there listening, and I go, I love having conversations with people such as yourself, and I think the reason, in my opinion, you might have been more alerted to what's going on right now, the elephant in the living room, as you call it, with this whole pandemic stuff. Um, it might have to do with your worldview. I was wondering what you thought about that. I've, I've often sat back and I'm like, okay, when you talk to, say, Dr. A over here, who was sort of raised through the medical system, and then they get the cushy job, and they just have that materialistic <clears throat> worldview built right into them from the top down that health is something that's always external. It's drugs or surgery. It's everything's under a microscope versus the worldview that you're coming from, which is that um, we're a lot more than just matter, as you said. There's the consciousness factor. There's the spirit factor. However people want to contextualize it, there's something more to life, to nature, to the cosmos, to the human being that is being ignored by the scientific community because of that paradigm. And so I find that the more I talk to experts, doctors, people who do research, but have sort of left the fold to explore these other avenues, such as yourself, um, they're, the reason that they are able to see the lie plainly is, is, a, is largely due to the way they view humanity and the way they view health and the way they view the world. Does that resonate with you that it kind of starts with the worldview? It sure does. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's the foundation and the foundation of uh, in the universities and, and particularly in the medical schools is uh, materialism and evolution, that the body is treated as an amalgam of parts and pieces. And it's just a matter of understanding those parts and pieces enough that you'll be able to manipulate them and be able to do anything you need with the body, and, and, and including trying to cure it. But I, that's one of the things I really get into in the, the big questions book. Um, um, about how that um, materialism has just trapped the minds of people because uh, uh, and there, there's the assumption of knowledge where it does not exist. 
I, I like to, I, I think about how that uh, just a, a simple hair has trillions of parts. When you get down into the atomic, subatomic, quantum level, how do you, how, how, how can you ever explain an entire being when you don't even understand really what's in that hair? We don't understand it. And, you know, a human being begins with an egg the size of a period at the end of a sentence. Now, give me a break. You know, that's, that's, that's not mechanistic. Nobody knows how to do something like that. I mean, we are just right. fantastic um, organisms, not just us, but all of life and all of the universe. Right now, we're, we're standing on a globe that's spinning, you know, and, and circling the sun and... Uh, unless you believe in the flat earth, but and then that is uh, moving uh, through the galaxy. And by the time we're done, we're actually right now as we're sitting, we're moving a million and a half miles an hour. And how, how are we staying together? I mean, just the complexity, the, the infinite things that we're confronted with, if we just open our minds, uh, makes us just uh, more in awe and, and in, uh, I guess, humbled rather than this kind of heady thing that uh, particularly I think medicine does where they uh, uh, just take this position that uh, technology you know because they can do technology and do heart transplants that uh, you know that that's that's the beginning and end all you know that but yet on the other hand right now people don't realize that the number one killer right now is modern medical care. Iatrogenic yeah, twist, and nosocomial eh? yeah. uh, damage is the number one killer. And yet people are lining up for COVID shots and they have no idea what's even in the, what's even in the vaccine. In 1900, like one in, one in, uh, 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 let's see, uh, and let's see, 1900, like one in 30 got uh, cardiovascular disease. Now it's one in three. And all that time, modern medicine has held sway. And then there was the war on cancer with with uh, Nixon. And where are we today? You know, it's the, the second leading cause of death. Not, I mean, we do not have the ability to manipulate the body like is being pretended. And these vaccines in particular are an example of that, you know, where they think that they can inject genetic material and start making the body do as they command so to speak without really understanding what the consequences are they don't they they there's just not the knowledge there that is being pretended and uh, and as a result we are the guinea pigs you know the public is the is the uh, the experimental subject matter that's that's you know really but again it goes back to me the uh, this this materialistic view that we are just uh, just moving mounds of atoms, and uh, that we're here because we evolved from volcanic soup billions of years ago. And I fully, you know, in in that one book, I you know I've I've spent the past uh, let's see almost 50 years working on this one. My first book on that was wow, in the incredible. early 1970s uh, called The Creation Evolution Controversy. And that's when I first discovered myself how flawed evolution was. 
and that there was something more going on here than just materialism. And I think when people really come to understand that 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 we are miracles and something to be respected, not toyed with, um, that it kind of sets the groundwork for suspicion uh, uh, when medical uh, when the medical community tries to impose them, uh, themselves on us and gives us more confidence to rely on ourselves. And that's that's ultimately where we where we need to be anyway. We need to uh, take care of our bodies. If we don't, you know, where else are we going to live? You know, it's our responsibility. It's not something we pass off to an expert. And I have to, you know, I've I've thought about this a lot, and I'm wondering, you know, I, I you know, I know people. I've got close friends and stuff. And of course, you know, the closer someone is to you, the less you, you tend to listen to him. You've got to live a thousand miles away before you can be an expert. <laughs> Isn't you know, that so, funny? I've noticed that too. It's weird. Yeah. And I, I keep, I, I keep wondering, you know, why, why are you, why are you going to the doctor on every little thing? You know, I say, you know, the, you know, the first step you, you take to a doctor is really your first step toward the grave. That's, that's the bottom line. It's the number one killer folks. And they just don't hear it. And I, and I have to say that I think that people are so awestruck by medicine, its technology, and and all of its hoopla in the media, you know, over the years, the decades, and that they're just cowed by it. And I I think that they need to be able to just uh, uh, step back and and understand some basic facts, like like I said, you know, I just mentioned just cardiovascular disease and cancerous. They're not curing that. And, and the la you know, last 200 years when we've had technology going on, no one's been able to create even a single cell. No one's ever been able to create just the most simple living organisms. Yet some, somehow we are supposed to be able to know how to manipulate it in, in every direction we might want to do. And it's just uh, those things don't make sense. And I think people need to have confidence that there's something more going on here in terms of of our of, of our bodies the universe and so forth than than just chance happenstance matter coming together so um well wow, that's, that's, that's something i really can't get into in in detail here and i don't, i think we want to try to move out over into COVID and so forth but i would encourage people to uh Look at this, you know, their their foundational view. Do you, if, you, if you believe that you're just an evolved thing from volcanic muck, that changes your whole outlook on, on everything. Whereas if you think that you were created, that there was some thought put into you, uh, it gives you more of a sense of purpose, of, of, of specialness, if you will, and, and humility and uh, it should drive you to the, the the fundamental thing that I think we should all have foremost in our mind is truth. We should be seeking truth, no no matter where it may lead. Not fear it because uh, we're all going to be subject to truth sooner or later anyway. I mean, we might want to pretend that uh, two plus two is five in our checkbook, but the reality that is going to come crashing on. We've got to believe two plus two equals four, and that simple little thought is the same uh, way of thinking that, that we should apply to everything. 
We, we need facts, we need evidence, we need rational thinking, and that should drive us. And, and that will get us to the truth uh, as close as we're able to, to get to it. Wow, there's so much in there that you brought up, and I'm really glad it was an incredible introduction because that gets down to the foundation of everything is the way you view yourself, the way you view nature, the way you view your health. Um, it, it's an inside job. It starts with the way you view that. And we've been given a view of it and we've gone, well, we're going to trust the experts because they know better than I do. But I'll tell you, I don't care how many experts they bring in front of you. Man doesn't know better than nature. Man doesn't know better than God or the universe or however you want to conceptualize that. Um, we've proven that again and again, the vast majority of the time, humans are wrong. Humans are wrong. I always thought that'd be a good URL. Humans are wrong.com. <laughs> We're mostly wrong. Uh, <laughs> the truth. The truth is what's right, isn't it? And and so if we, the humility is what's missing. Look at what we're doing. They're doing a once in a first time ever mRNA vaccine that's not even a vaccine. It's just an injection of uh, uh, spike proteins and all this other stuff. We can get into that in a bit. Um, and they're just going, yep, it's an experiment. Uh, didn't really go well in the animal trials. Uh, it's already all kinds of blood clotting and, and side effects and people dying, but you know, we're not going to talk about that, uh, in the news and there's no, everybody's just going along with it because they've been told, well, if you trust Anthony Fauci and the world health organization and the CDC and all these people and your local health advisor, uh, if you just trust them, th those are the experts and that's you trusting the science, right? But, uh, the real science, in my opinion, is what you've been doing, Randy. You've been doing the science. You've been looking into this. You've been thinking about this. You've been collecting the facts that we're going to get into. And in the end, everybody has to decide for themselves. But I've always gotten really, a lot of alarm bells go off in me when people start saying, trust the experts. It reminds me of the old days, you know, trust the, the priests. They're the ones that can interpret divine sure. uh, knowledge yeah. for you. You can't do it. You can't have a direct connection sure. to the divine force in the universe, but you know, trust the priests and trust the cult leaders and trust Jim Jones. I feel like the whole world has just been Jim Jones and we're all drinking the Kool-Aid and we need to snap out of it real quick because there's some very concerning things headed our way if we don't. Um, so with let that me, said, excuse me, oh, let, let, me, let me, let me, let me just uh, interject one other thing just, just for your, your listeners, just to, to see how just, just simple thinking can can bring you to such a simple truth. Most people really don't know what to eat, for example, to to stay healthy. You know, there's there's vegans, there's vegetarians, there's carnivores, there's every you know every you know just just every imaginable thing. You know, the internet's filled with all kinds of ideas and what you should eat to be healthy and so forth. Well, there's no question. That, that the majority of the people in, in the United States anyway are not eating right. Just this, the obesity epidemic is, is a testament to that. And the chronic disease epidemic in this country. Most of it is related to nutrition. So, so people are going from one thing to another, not really knowing, going to one expert after another, wondering what it is that they, that they should eat you know, to be most healthy. A long time ago, I was I was thinking about this because I was getting right into the nutritional nutraceutical field and, the, and so forth, and I and I thought about what. Well, wait a minute. You know, we're we're 
we're natural creatures on planet Earth. Supposedly, we've been around for millions of years. But a million years ago, we did not have any of the pertinences that we have now. There was no artificial light. There was no probably no homes. There was no heating. There was, you know, none of the processed foods that we have right now. The bottom line is if we go back far enough into our history, and it's really not that far we have to go, humans were naked in the wild, eating what they could find and digest and stay alive with. That is the, that is the, the, the simple way to determine what you eat because our genetics hasn't changed. You know, our genetics uh, are adapted to that existence, which supposedly was on Earth for millions of years living that way. There was no, even before fire, even before the ability to cook, no pots, no pans, you just alone in the wild, naked, what do you eat? And I, uh, one way to, uh, that, that uh, really uh, points this out is if you look at uh, the, the TV show where, is it Naked and Afraid? Or there's a TV show where the guys are oh, yeah, dropped like, off uh, some. Yeah, it, I yeah, think they're they dropped off. In, some of them on British Columbia here in the island, uh, right. alone or something. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah something like that. And what do they, what do they immediately when they start getting hungry? What do they look for? They look for what? They look for grubs. They, they, you know, unfortunately, they just the only way they're going to survive is by eating other creatures because that's where the nutrient density is. That's the, there's no civilization on Earth that can survive on as a vegan and uh because most vegans uh you know it's required that you do a lot of cooking you're doing a lot of you know a lot of things that are not natural and those those things that we do that's uh, food processing changes food in such a way it devitalizes it kills all the the enzymes that are in it that can help you digest it it modifies uh, most of the nutrients, it, it uh, combines uh, different uh, minerals so that they cannot, your body cannot really use them properly. It creates toxins and so forth. And all of that is an unnatural thing. And it's basically because we're doing that because basically we've veered from the natural setting. And, and the only rate, way that civilization has been able, been able to grow and expand is by the production of grains, you know, by carbohydrates, starches, and so forth. That's, that's the way large civilizations were able to settle from the hunting and gathering into communities. But with that came all the degenerative diseases. So that's, you know, that's where we are. You know, if you want to, uh, you know, actually, if you compare the amount of time that we're supposedly been on earth to a timeline, we've been on earth for, uh, let's say it's, uh, a timeline 300 miles long. The time since the Industrial Revolution would be one inch on that 300 miles. <laughs> right, yeah. That's I'm how much that. out of context we are. Yeah. You know, our genes are struggling with this new environment that we're imposing on ourselves. And that, the result of that is the chronic degenerative diseases that are plaguing. Uh, humanity, far bigger killers than COVID ever dreamed of being. 
and that's happening today every day but a main reason i bring that up is just just how you can very simply uh, answer the question you know what should i be eating well let's see what would i eat if i was naked in the wild you know right you know? and 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 it doesn't mean you would have to do that exactly in order to stay healthy i mean but i'm saying that that's you should try to get as close point. to that yeah. yeah it's it get as close to that as you can that's the model and then do what you can to get close to that and you're going to be healthier that way well and that's that's a good point and it also when we think about all these d diseases that are off the charts, as you say, I mean, we're, the whole world has become obsessed with monomania, which is the term I've been throwing around a lot, which just means an obsession with one mania, which is COVID. There is no other way to die. Like, you know, all the cancer patients that miss their treatments. Nope, that's not important. All the people that have died, uh, you know, due to drug overdoses and suicide and all these other things and all the other things that have been happening as a result of the governments of the world sort of changing the fish tank around and, uh, you know, imposing all these rules that have radically changed the way we used to live, which was already out of balance. Let's, as you, you know, it's amazing when you really look at the timeline, as you said, an inch from the industrial revolution to now, and then blasting forward into this technocratic age where we've got all this artificial intelligence and nanotechnology and, uh, hydrogel and stuff that they're putting in these shots and taking, you know, monkey cells and aborted fetal cells and you know remixing things it's it's so unnatural and so when you put the what the points you brought up and mix that with what the sort of the pharmacological assault uh that's come from the medical industry uh and we could get into you know the industrials the you know the types of chemicals these companies like monsanto and bayer and what they've done to the crops and um, you know, just uh, the water supply. It's like, it's like someone's trying yeah, to kill us, Randy. Yeah, it's like someone's yeah. trying to kill us. It's really crazy. And you, you know, what, to a point. Yeah. what's frustrating is that all, all could be fixed, David. You know, we, we have the right. capability of, of fixing it all, of changing this world into a paradise. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, you know, greed, power, uh, people stuck to beliefs that, and, and, not really going after truth, not being motivated to to do the right thing, you know, to um, to pursue that goal. There's just other goals that are standing in the way, and I think COVID just uh, really brings that out. We're really seeing the, um, I, I'm you know, I hate to use the word evil because I'm not trying to use it in a in a religious sense, but just that it's. Uh, it's perverted, if you if if you will, you know the, yeah. the that people in power are doing things uh, that to that are just having incredible consequences to people. It's like psychopathic, non-empathetic. It's like they have no concept of of the you know the consequences of their edicts and mandates, and not understanding you know children are hurting and dying and starving and and committing suicide and uh, i mean it's just uh, i don't know that's yeah it's it's such a shame and it's it it is very frustrating when we we see that the the earth really could be turned into a paradise and we're just not doing it well it starts with us right it starts with the people listening to this show you and i doing what we can the change starts within each and every one of us if we reclaim our health 
that's the first level of sovereignty that you can reclaim because now you're not reliant on these cult members to tell you what to do that are the leading cause of death out there that are masquerading as the health experts. It's ridiculous. Um, So by reclaiming your health, you'll start thinking differently because you'll actually have the energy to think, you know, because we're going to make thinking great again. That's what this is all about. Uh, And so it starts with that bioenergy, the understanding of the body, uh, the getting rid of the the sort of self sadism a lot of people have. And a lot of it comes from the propaganda they're raised with, you know, school, media, friends, peers, everybody's kind of got this sort of a distorted body image, uh, no self, no understanding of who and what you are no value of who and what you are, because of course you're just a hunk of meat. You're just matter. That's just here to have some fun until you're dead. Right. That's right. That's yeah. what we're sold. But yet here we are living the consequences of following that idea. Right. And so the switching the switching it around for me is start with the health, then it's reclaiming your mind. Right. So if we're thinking about thinking and truth to me, I've always thought of the truth warrior as an iconic idea of well, you need to be strong in order to pursue the truth because the world is moving away from the truth. And so you're going to have to be strong to go for it. And you need to reclaim your mind because if you don't control your mind, someone else is going to control it for you. And then you're not free. That's the, that's before they start locking you up and giving you fines and telling you wear masks and do all that stuff. That was the first violation of your sovereignty was actually something you were, yes, you were persuaded to do it. You were sold to do it but you did it to yourself. We did it to ourselves. And so for me, that's how my journey started was reclaim my health, reclaim my, my mind. And then now that I've been on that journey, it's, it's ongoing. Trust me. It's I'm not perfect at it. Nobody is, but now it's about, okay, let's, let's share that out. Let's, let's lead by example. Let's find like-minded people. You can't wake everybody up. We have to realize there's a lot that we can't control here, but what we can do Randy today is you and I can have this conversation and who knows who's going to listen to this? Someone out yeah. there that we might be listening who was just teetering on the edge or maybe just needed a few dots connected for them because of what we say and what you share. And that's just going to activate something. And that person might go on to do something just incredible. It doesn't take much. So this is why I love yes. doing what I do. I'm honored to do what I'm doing. And I'm glad to have you here. Um, let's maybe dive into some of this research because I'm so excited to show people uh, just what we've got for them today. Cause there's so much we can go into. Where do you think the best place would be to begin? You've, you've sent me some word let documents. Me, um, we got, yeah, let website. me, let me, let me, uh, yeah. Th- uh, with regard to those, uh, word documents, I want to just, uh, what I'd like to do is just mention the things that are obviously wrong with with this whole COVID scenario that's being pushed on the public. And so I'm just going to make assertions and then we can go back to each one and help everybody understand why we make those assertions. And these assertions are going to sound outlandish to people, to some people anyway. So let me, let me just, uh, there's, I don't know, maybe eight or eight of them or so. And these are, these are, have been topics in the newsletters that I've been writing. But one is that there's been no increase in overall mortality. And you hear all kinds of debate about how many people are dying of COVID and how many, uh, some people are saying, you know, hundreds of thousands, originally it was going to be millions, you know, but there's all kinds of debate about, uh, about how many exactly. But the way to sort through that is to look at overall mortality. If COVID is an additional factor that is causing people to die, 
then overall mortality must be increasing, but it hasn't. That's number one. Number two is there has been no increase in deaths in the elderly. Now that sounds gonna sound outrageous to people because everybody knows that COVID is killing all the older people. But yet when you look at the at the overall mortality of the of the elderly today in this year, and you go back years in the past, you find that there has been no increase. Number three, not one death can be proven to have been caused by COVID-19 singularly. Hmm. That's a big one. That's, that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> sounding, I know it is. But I have yet to see one death that someone has been able to identify a, a, that, the, that this particular virus has infected someone, that they don't have other mortalities that they could be dying from anyway, and just because of this COVID-19, they died. And I haven't seen it, and I haven't seen it in the literature. And another number four is that the financial, I mean, the uh, medical community is financially motivated to, to drive this, this pandemic. There are so many ways that they are benefited by this. And for one thing, it puts the medical community right up there in people's number one position in their mind. And it's yeah, right where true. the medical community wants to be. Oh, mm -hmm. save us, you know. Oh, I'm sick, doctor, save me. Oh, there's a vaccine coming, save me. You know, I, I can't wait till, you know, the, the, the scientists, the technocrats and so forth can save us. There's just huge amounts of money that are being spilled into this, which is a reason to question uh, whether it's a real, uh, a real thing or not, or whether it's just something motivated by money. The test is worthless. In my latest newsletter, I, I, uh, the title of the newsletter is The COVID-19 Elephant in the Room. And that elephant in the room is that the test is worthless. If you don't have the test, COVID is dead. Because nobody can say anything about COVID-19 without relying on a positive test. And yet, the, even the, the Nobel Prize winner who invented the PCR test says it is worthless in terms of identifying uh, the COVID-19. And then another thing is uh, masks are totally ineffective. You know, you know, it's basically masks are like throwing grains of sand at a chain link fence. Or uh, <laughs> not only are they ineffective, but they're the the health consequences are far greater than any benefit they could even conceivably produce. Social distancing, temperature taking, uh, lockdowns, and disinfecting do nothing. There is no transmission of this disease from asymptomatic carriers. Children are basically unaffected. And uh, the uh, vaccines are worthless because, I'm not worthless, uh, yeah, they are worthless because no one's really even dying from the disease. You, that can't even be proven. So what's, what's all the, all the, all the 
hoopla about the vaccines about. Now, again, I'm, I'm just throwing these out there. This is just without any substantiation. We can get into each of these when I'm all done. And then clearly, you know, government mandates are doing far more damage than even what the worst estimates uh, by people are saying that COVID is doing. Millions of people, That's right. millions and millions of people are suffering and dying as a result of government mandates. So those are, those are the topics, and I sent, sent you those uh, topics there. And then if, if you want, uh, under each of the, like, if we start, like, there is no increase in over mortal, overall mortality. Now, if you, put, if you bring up that link that I gave you there, David, under that one, do you have that in front of you there? Should be the first Which, one on the on the page. The uh, let me see. Is it is it on the word uh, the word doc or is it just uh, yeah, on your site? It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a word doc. In the word doc, it should be. No, there is no increase in overall mortality, and then there's a link there with that. Oh, okay. I think I've got I've got the mask charts updated. The twenty two rules for optimal health. Uh, maybe I missed the other one. If I don't have it. the uh, it the other one, there's a should be a variety of top topics there. Oh, hold on. Let me see here. Is it modern medicine did not vanquish quite? I might not have the right link. I apologize. Uh, That's all right. Do we have it? Is it on your website, this link? Um, yeah, but I'd have to hunt for it. Okay. Okay. Because um, in those, because in those, uh, in in the, if, if we got to the website and went to the particular uh, article I wrote on, there being no increase in mortality. There are some graphs there I'd like people to be able to see. Sure, sure. Let me just see if I can find it because I think you had emailed me a bunch and I maybe, maybe I missed that one. Well, if, if you don't have it, there's another way we can do it. Okay. I'm just looking now. But what, what way would you, would you recommend here? Um, when, I, when I sent I you it. one of the last emails, I, I listed them right in, in the body of yep. the email. I got Do it. You have it? I got it. Yeah, okay. let me just bring that over. We got this. We're doing it live, people. We're doing it live. Okay. One sec. Boom. Is this the one? How could COVID 19 get around the world in a matter of days? Uh, well, it would be under the topic no increase in over mort overall yep. mortality. Yeah. That's, that, so, that's the link. So if that you comes open up. that, if you open that article, you'll we'll be able to see those graphs, which perfect. Sure. Let's do this. Boom. Okay. Here we go. So let me go down. Okay. These are the graphs here. Um, Percentage of total deaths for age category. Let me just enlarge. Yeah. The, no, that one, that one would go to my second topic, which is there. Yeah. Okay. We can start with that one if you want that. There has been no increased death in the elderly. If you look at that graph, You'll see the blue lines. Each of the colors represent a different age group. Okay. And the, to the left is an earlier date, and to the right is, you know, an, a later date during the time of COVID and before COVID. And you'll see that in the blue lines there, that represents the elderly, deaths in the elder. And you can see as you go along there that there has been no actual increase in deaths. Incredible. In like the that elderly. alone, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that alone because concern, everybody right? everybody's been talking about how it's the elderly. Well, sure, the elderly are are vulnerable. They're vulnerable to dying. Period. <laughs> right. Especially so if they have all these comorbidities and stuff. That's right. You know, so as you know, we as we most people know, they're they're calling basically any death uh, a COVID death in order right. to to drive the story. There's another, just an example of deaths through time. And you can see that it, there's been, this is, uh, this is overall mortality. And it's just basically the same throughout. Yeah, we would expect to see, first of all, all the homeless populations gone. Yeah, we would expect to see giant spikes. I've had people... How do you respond to people that try to send you graphs and stuff that show, no, look, there was a spike. I had someone on Twitter hitting me up. Like, here's all yes, these st yes. spikes, uh, charts and all that. Uh, and I'm always like, well, what's the source of that study? You know, was that, did you, do you get that stuff too? Oh, yes. And the, the way, uh, the way I normally respond is, is I, I go to some of the other facts that, that would not comport with that. For example, that the mass uh, that the uh, tests are worthless. All these graphs are contingent upon testing people for COVID nineteen. Right. If the test right. is worthless, yeah. Then, then, then you you have nothing to say. Yeah, and you just you throw it back to them and go. Um, I thought we're here to trust the science, right? Like, because right. doesn't the science say that if the testing is wrong and we can prove that, then no. There's another. The this thing. is a graph. <laughs> Can you see there? I can't see, but at the bottom, can you see like the dates? Okay, we're at the bottom yeah. there. You see it starting with 1999, was it? Yeah. Yeah, all the way to 2020. It's up through, through 2020. Now, you see this is overall mortality. If you take a, a horizontal line, I don't. I thought there was one on there that I had, I had uh, the tech people put on there. But if you look at the far right line, which would be during the time of COVID, you would look at that and say, yeah, there, there, you see COVID is, is causing that spike. But if you draw a horizontal line across, you'll find that uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, there's about seven other years that deaths were just as high. Yeah. And this, Even and the spike that you, the, yeah, the spike that you see in under 2020 is, more likely uh, attributed to just uh, government mandates and you know murder rates suicides yeah just you know all of the the consequences of of the of the mandates themselves the underdiagnosis right like people weren't going to get diagnosed for anything and so they're dying at home and there's people anxiety, you know, drinking too much, uh, having heart attacks, sure. like yeah. there's so many things. And so drug people, overdoses, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, loading up on pharmaceuticals. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, another that's one just, just showing you the, spike. the, uh, yeah, the murders, you know, to, to account for any increased deaths that we're experiencing. You know, you can look at graphs like that. If you look at the murder thing, and it's just a chart, and you can talk about numbers of people, you know, hundreds or thousands, but when you translate that down to an individual and, and that person's family 
and and what a tragedy you know and and you can link that back to what uh you know a cause that was not necessary it's it's really very tragic that's it the thing really that bothers is. me is is when yes. you it's, the it's very class. easy to just talk in these general terms about mm. numbers of people and statistics and so forth but i mean gee just even one person i just i just heard uh uh today on a on a on a podcast i can't remember who it was but there was uh they were i was listening to uh a lady who had had the vaccine uh, got the vaccine and then woke up in the morning and she was paralyzed from the neck down. I mean, it's just, it's just tragic. I mean, just, I mean, that's just one of thousands. It's tens so of thousands. many. Yeah. I actually had a, I was with a friend the other night. Um, he might be listening to the show. Uh, I was just having a little fire and we were all socially distanced, of course. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we were having a little fire and he told me, he said, you know, he's been trying to talk to people in his family for about this and uh, warn them about the vaccine. And three of them went and got the shot. And all three of them are either in the hospital or were in the hospital with either blood clots or heart problems or all kinds of issues. And it's like three people in his actual family that literally days, not even uh, one of them was hours after getting the shot. Uh, I think it was the AstraZeneca. Uh, they... They have just now disabling issues and they're trying to save their, some of them, they're trying to save their life. And then I had another, uh, my brother-in-law, he got in touch with me and told me a crazy story about someone in his family or someone that he knew uh, that got the vaccine in the Philippines, uh, died shortly after. Um, I'm just getting all these reports of people that are telling me this and I'm going, this makes more sense now what Bill Gates said with that little smirk when he was being interviewed and he went, yeah. The next one, that's going to get their attention this time with a little smile. I couldn't, but, and I was like, he, he wasn't talking about another variant or a triple mutant variant or an India variant. He was talking about, I think, the fallout of this vaccine. That's just my opinion. Wow, that's, that's unbelievable. These people are insane. Go um, down to, um, uh, let's see, where, uh, let's see. I think the uh, next one is. The next one is there's been no increase in deaths in the elderly since, is that the one? Yeah, that's, we already, that, that chart that I showed you there, okay. that's the best argument there. And the main point there is that it's easy to, to tag uh, the elderly with a particular disease since so many of the elderly are dying or, or go, you know, dying anyway. I mean, that's just right. the way it is. Yeah. So, um, this one, I think the next one is not one death can be proven to be singularly caused. Does that sound right? Yes. Um, yeah, why don't you pull that one up? Okay. There we go. All right. So we got this. Have there actually been any proven COVID-19 deaths? What a great question. So is this the CDC link you meant? Or this is the oh, this no, is the no, 6 no, just keep scrolling down. I, I want to just be able to have graphics for the people to look at if there is any there. Sure. Oh, risk um, of age. Uh, yeah, just just that um, that there has not. I mean, you you, you don't see any. In the, uh, I have not seen in the the medical literature. It doesn't mean it does not exist, but I have not seen anything where they've been able to 
definitively prove that SARS-CoV-2 is in the body of that individual and that body died strictly because of having that virus in their body and it was not uh, a result of some other underlying factor that could have killed the the person anyway so it's just the absence of evidence you know that yeah. and it seemed like there would be lots of evidence but but uh, i have not seen it and it would certainly it would certainly be being highlighted if it were there it would seem yeah, exactly because uh and the other thing that gave me a red flag was they're not allowing scientific debate and they're censoring doctors, frontline doctors, experts. They don't want anybody sure. knowing about the great Barrington declaration. They definitely don't want to hear from people like you, Randy and, uh, and me. And so there's no, there's no discourse or debate. Like why hasn't Anthony Fauci accepted any of the numerous debates that have been laid on his desk? Uh, <laughs> if, if the truth is on your side, you go out there and you go, Oh guys, it's just, it's just a big misunderstanding. We, you just, you missed the part of the study. You skipped a few pages. It's right there. Or here's the facts. Here's an easily reproducible study and, and, yes. uh, evidence field that masks are safe and effective for this. Uh, we haven't seen that. We've seen studies that hint here and there. Some have been retracted, but now it's like every other day, there's a new study coming out showing how ineffective they are. There was that one from, Oh, where was it from? It was a pretty big publication that did something on social distancing, showing that social distancing, whether it be six feet or 10 feet, does nothing to stop COVID-19 when indoors, or it says practically nothing or something like that. And we're just seeing more of the evidence is coming out in spades to counter all of these things. And then come on, guys, Texas is open. Uh, UFC just had a massive sellout crowd in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, no, Nobody died. There's not a big super spreader event happening. Um, we went through all those protests throughout the entire summer of 2020 that were permitted, encouraged by the media, even CNN health, quote unquote, came out and said, yeah, we got a bunch, we got like a hundred doctors to sign on to say, it's totally cool to go out and protest in the streets during the worst pandemic. Uh, that's fine. But then, you know, 60 people in Elmer, Ontario, uh, get arrested because they're out there protesting or a church gets shut down and the pastor gets arrested because he has like 50 people in there to a church service or what. And it's just like you, the contradictions are so great. You got to be on another planet to not know there's something up with this. Yeah, it sure does. It uh, does seem like that unless you just have your, unless you're just fixate, uh, fixated to mainstream media. I mean, that's, that's, that's the it. only way that, that, that it could happen. Uh, so this I guess the other thing that, that one could argue in terms of no death proven is why, why are deaths that the medical community know are caused by things other than COVID being called COVID? Why would they need to do that if, if COVID was such a killer? And uh, I, I, th I did one article where I... I made the argument that COVID is, is the cure for cardiovascular disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, digestive disorders, dementia. COVID kills all those. And the way you know that it kills, I mean, I mean, COVID cures them. The way that you know that it cures them is that you can see they've all decreased at the same rate that COVID has increased. So as COVID increases, it's evidently 
getting rid of all those other diseases. I mean, just that's tongue in cheek. I mean, obviously it's not right. doing it, but that's yeah. what, that's the argument you can make is that COVID is actually curing all the great killers we have lived with for the last century. I mean, there's no just flu by looking at the data. Yeah. Just yeah, by looking I mean, at the data. That's flu, flu has always been a, a big killer, but it's basically zero now. And, and, and you can problem. see in many, many, yeah. of, many of the statistics will show how that, that all of these major killers have just dropped right off as COVID numbers have increased. So why okay, why so would that be why would that be necessary if if COVID is such a killer? Exactly. I mean, it would be exactly. self evident if, if if it were well, so, but it's not. That's it. that's it. And the argument would be from people who love the masks and stuff is well, the reason the flu is gone is because everybody's wearing masks and social distancing. And so you're like, well, but why didn't that stop COVID then? And <laughs> why did none of the studies that we did beforehand to show masks and you know, how come they, they never found that out? And how come you can barely even find those studies anymore showing that masks, even in hospitals, don't stop the spread of influenza or any of these other things? Um, you know, it's, it's insane. You had a nice little bit here on that article we were just on just quickly about children. You said over... Over the 5 million children under five who have died so far this year in this world, none have died from COVID-19. But ignore that and be sure to mask the kids up. If the virus is so lethal, why are children not dying? Even from the common flu, or even the common flu can be fatal to children. They constitute a significant portion of the 340,000 flu deaths in the world so far this year. This lack of fatality must be because children don't have deadly diseases lurking within their young bodies as do so many adults, particularly the elderly. Children can have the virus, but nothing much ever happens to them. This leads to the conclusion that the virus in itself is not lethal. And um, that's just, just to understand, for me, Randy, when I get up and I go outside and I see these kids leaving school, they're done school for the day, and they are still wearing their mask at the playground. It started to become something that now people are psychologically projecting onto as a device that gives them security or something. And they just, you know, think of it in those, the teens out there and the young adults out there, they're trying to find themselves. They're trying to find their identity. Everybody in the school is doing it. Everybody in the community is doing it. Do you really want to be the one that doesn't go along with everybody else? Cause you're desperately trying to fit in. It's so nefarious. And then these children, and I see parents pushing their kids around in strollers with them masking them up outside. I'm like, what planet is this? That's what gets me up in arms every morning. That's what boils my blood and makes me yeah. want to go to the, the walls with this. People in cars alone wearing a mask. People, people ride, dri riding motorcycles down the road with a mask on. And no helmet. I, that was the best. When I saw I the know, guy, no helmet, just, but I got I the mask on. I'm Superman now. Holy Wow, yeah. I, I I find it just very astonishing, you know the. Uh. Well, here let's go to the next one. I think this one is, um, uh, according to CDC data, the cure for heart. Oh, is this what you were talking about? It's the it's the cure. Here, let me see. Yeah, an, that's a, right. A graph. Yeah, there's a graph on this one. Yeah, see what see what the graph shows there. There we go. Um, there's a few. Oh, uh, maybe I can. Mm, maybe. Uh, at the bottom, you can see that on the left, you can see all the diseases. No, excuse me. On the left are the, are the, uh, the countries. I, I can't see this very well. Those are the, the countries. Yeah. Um, go a little more. No, go down to the next graph. I think okay. is the one we need. Here we go. Yes, there we are. 
there okay. on the on the left you can see all of the, the the killers that we've been facing you know forever right and yet look what's what's happened to these are the what's happened to all the counts you know, all <laughs> wow. negative all the instead of uh, instead of uh, being killers like they used to be they're no longer killers they've just been shifted into the covid column so is that what you think is going on here? Because so when you look at the data, it looks like somehow COVID's curing this stuff, but really this is moving the numbers around. Well, when I say when I say COVID is curing, that's just tongue in cheek because yeah. that because it's is the absurdity of it. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if either COVID is curing all these diseases, or they're fudging the numbers, <laughs> one or the other. I think I'm on the side of fudging the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> How about people exactly. listening? Let me know in the chat. What do you think? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let's see if we got any other good ones here. Oh, is this one? This is uh there, this there that's the chart that we had up before, but now you can see the horizontal line. And right. you can see okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years prior to this one, when deaths overall deaths were as much or greater. Yep. Then, then uh, during the the COVID time of the COVID, and even when you look under, they're not that far off. Like nine forty two no. to nine ninety, you know, no nine twenty. Like it's not like you'd expect. The way they pitch this, you think we're watching World War Z, the movie, or uh, what was that movie they put out on Netflix literally a month before COVID hit called Contagion with Matt Damon? Well, I found that very interesting. The timing on that one. Um, where they really, and they, there was another documentary series that Netflix did literally right around February of 2020 called Pandemic that was produced by Bill Gates. I mean, come on, people. Come on. This is a scam. What's this? Is this Sweden? Nobody still wants to talk about Sweden. They, they went yeah, strong no. over here, eh? Wow. Uh, deaths by percentage. I don't know if we saw this one already or yeah, not. Yeah, we saw this. So yeah, this okay. just shows that the elderly, there's no increased death in, deaths in the elderly. Right. right. I love your, your blog articles on this, man. It just, it, it's all loaded with exactly what you need uh, to be armed with here. Let me jump to, uh, I'll come back for a sec. If you have any comments on that, I'll pull up the next article in line. I think it's the, oh, this is on the COVID test. You want to do the COVID test? Um, yeah, dude, uh, did I, uh, if I didn't have it, there's, you know, just, just some of the facts supporting the idea how much the medical community is financially incentivized. Right now, for example, uh, I heard a figure that 3 million masks per minute are being disposed of in the in the environment three million masks a minute and think of the of the payday that is for mask makers and then you have makers of the shields the gloves the disinfectant the toilet paper of course the signs telling you to stay six six feet apart the testing you know the the covid testing and the drugs being used uh, the government pays, uh, I think, reimburses $50 per COVID test. And I saw a study in, I think, Texas and various uh, medical providers. And the medical providers are charging as much as $700 for the test. Not oh 50 but 700 And 
the only thing that I that I notice in terms of of uh, advantage out in the the commercial market is that the big businesses are are winning because they've been called essential, and all the small ones are just being crushed. And basically, money seems to move everything, and 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 then once money is moving things, it keeps it in place. So to try to to dislodge COVID right now, do you realize the the billions, if not trillions, of dollars that you'd have to try to set aside? I mean, that that's kind of the way the world moves. Is once once ideas get in place and they become monetized, and enough people are 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 making money off of it, it's almost impossible to dislodge them. I mean that's that's right. kind of what's what's going on now with COVID. They, there's just too much at stake, and just in terms of money, just to keep it moving. Um, did you know that the CDC is a private company? Did you know that, David? I did. Yes, I did. Okay. But it's funny how they do. It's like the Federal Reserve. It sounds official, but it's all private. Right. Uh, and Fauci is making a half a million dollars a year. Plus, plus he has patent rights, and and also the people in the uh, the uh, uh, government, I think, and in the FDA, CDC, they can make up to a certain amount of money off of pharmaceuticals and vaccines. I think it's up to, I think I heard something like a hundred or hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for their contribution, whatever it may be, to these uh, these things. So, in the latest one, I heard my son just sent it to me today that the benevolent government is paying people who have had COVID and die. Is, are contributing nine thousand dollars for their funeral expenses. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's just a racket. It's a racket. It's I mean, a business model. Think about what they did. Now the now, and then what's the sale? It's the vaccine. Well, it's it's compliance. It's a new monetary system coming from Klaus Schwab and the world, the World Bank and the UN. It's a it's a way of I think training humans because they don't. If you want to have a compliant population, you have to continually dose them with fear. This was right out of George Orwell's book, right? 1984. There was always yeah. the fear. There was always the, and then the government becomes the protector. How many times have we seen this where under the guise of saving you or keeping yes. you safe, yes, they take your freedom. And it, I, this is what I looked at at cults when I looked at this, Randy, and I'm going to continue doing it is there was a promise. It was the old saying, by way of the promise, good men are enslaved. And they promise you, oh, uh, you know, enlightenment, secret knowledge, uh, health, um, you know, some kind of new religion, a, something to live for, a, an afterlife, whatever. And then people, they come to that because there's a virtue in humans that we want health, we want prosperity, we want to know that there's something after we die, we want to be safe, right? So they prey on these virtues um, but when you're naive and you just follow all the soothsayers, uh, how did that go for the Heaven's Gate cult or Jim Jones yeah, or yeah. Charles Manson or any of those? And then how did it go in Mao's China? How did it go with in with Idi Amin in Africa and Adolf Hitler yeah. in Germany and on and on? And so yeah. when when I tell people some of this stuff, this is what I find to be the barrier of entry to understanding what you're talking about or what we're saying is people can't understand the why. They're like, 
well, why would they be wanting to fudge the numbers and pay people to do harm to their patients? And why would they, why would Bill Gates want to depopulate the planet and, you know, make a bunch of money doing it? And why would the UN and the CDC be fudging numbers? And what, I don't understand it. And I guess there's, there's where it comes down to is I go, well, here's a, a gajillion examples from history where you could ask the same question of why all those other political tyrants, cult leaders, religious zealots, whatever, why they did what they did. In the end, the why, you'd have to ask them. Go read some David Berkowitz from his prison writings and see what he has to say about the why. But in the or end, just study we Roman are. history. Oh, there Roman you go. history, yeah. my, my word. I mean, it's just a repeat of what, I mean, we're repeating exactly what, what went on in Rome. I mean, it's just, oh. it's as old as, as humans themselves. You know, when power and money are at play, you know, all bets are off. And that's right. You know, it's a shame. But, uh, Let's see. The next one should be the testing. Do you have that one, uh, Dave? Um, I was trying to find the one on. T oh, this there was two under testing. One was this one: fake science surges in elections. This is the testing. Well, let me let yeah. me just uh, on the testing. I don't I don't know if there's anything in that. Uh, if there's a graphic in that that we need to look at, but I have something I want to say about that. Let me. There is one here. Let me just. I want to quote uh, something that I just found. Sure. This is a Dr. Rushworth, and if uh, listen to this, and I'm quoting him. The disease could vanish from the face of the earth, and you would still be getting 60 positive results for every 1,000 tests carried out. The less prevalent the disease is in reality, the more likely the test is to generate a false positive result, and the less useful the test is. If decisions about COVID continue to be made largely based on what PCR tests show, we might never be able to call off the pandemic. Uh, it's you know, that's hard to understand, but you'd have to. In his site, uh, I'm I'm going to be doing an article on that shortly, and I'll have the quote where he goes through a lengthy, you know, very well, uh, esoteric, if you will, very well skilled article showing how that. Basically, the less prevalent the disease is, the more positive PCR tests you'll get. And we know that the wow. common cold, uh, other viruses, and even human cells can trigger a positive uh, test. And uh, the, the CDC, see, the, the, the test is the only thing that uh, can really identify the virus. I mean, it's the only thing that's being used. I mean, there are other tests. Their serology tests and so forth, but the PCR test is is this polymerase test is the is the main one, and it has basically been shown to be worthless by several people. Even like I mentioned before, the Nobel uh, uh, Prize winner who invented it says that it's not capable or not should not be used for diagnosing disease, and there have been court. Uh, uh, cases when and the finding has been that the that the re test cannot be relied upon, and so what do we have that that can determine whether a person has has uh, has COVID nineteen? Uh, well, one of the things you can do are what are known are are uh, cytopathic tests where you try to infect cells in culture. And, and determine the, uh, the pathology that occurs in the cell. And uh, they have done that with the COVID-2 and they've been able to, and they've been not been able to create this uh, cytopathic test. 
So if you can't infect a cell with the COVID that makes you wonder about it's certainly it's lethality to the body. And uh, so what, what are we left with in terms of determining whether someone has COVID or not? And the CDC gives the symptoms. Here's the list of symptoms from the CDC. Fever or chills, a cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, headache, a new loss of taste or smell, sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, and diarrhea. Isn't that like everything that we yeah, all exa- the that, and Yeah, it's exactly right. There, there's no histopathology that proves it's COVID. You can't prove it on autopsy. You can't culture and prove it. There's no proof of, of COVID. And that's, that's the elephant in the room, that, that once you understand that the test is worthless, everything that's being said about COVID is for naught. That's it. And, and you, you said it, it. I've tried to say it. I don't know how many times to say it. And I don't understand why people with medical degrees, PhDs, media personalities, government officials, how they just don't understand this. If the guy that invented the test that we're using, he invented it. I, I'm pretty sure he'd be the smartest guy to know about how the thing works. He invented it. He said, don't use it to diagnose infectious diseases. He also said, Anthony Fauci doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, and you go, well, why wouldn't we be listening to the guy and looking for other options? And then you also, I think you wrote something about this. I'm not sure, but it was shortly after the Biden swear in on the 20th that the world health organization put an announcement out there that they were to lower the cycle threshold of the tests. Yeah. And a lot of us thought, well, they're just trying to make Biden look good. Right. Uh, or whatever there's, they're going to, they have a new switch in the angle. And so if you were originally doing tests at cycle thresholds of 40 to 45 or more, which are producing boatloads of false positives, and then they go, okay, yeah, you know, back it off a little bit, maybe 20, maybe 25. So the tests start to go down. People in their mind, when the media reports it, they think, oh, it's, it's going on a cycle. It's up and down and we're losing and it's going and people start having hope. And then they came in with, oh, it's the variants now. And then it's the variants of the variants and then the new variants and then this variants. And you're like, it's, they're never going to stop people. Don't we get it? They've, it's been 15 days to stop the spread for like 14 months. Um, when they're done with this, it's going to be about climate. When they're done with climate, it'll be an asteroid. When it's done with an asteroid, maybe they'll do alien invasions. Who knows? Fear wins the day and look at the world, hysterical contagion. That's the virus flying around. Let's talk about masks uh, a little bit. Just, you know, they're dangerous. They're ineffective. There's no question about that. Um, but they're dangerous uh, is what is concerning. Uh, are what are concerning. And I, I don't know what, how you feel if you wear a mask. Have you ever tried to wear a mask and exercise? I mean, you, is, you've got health yeah, centers still. We, we've got a community center here and you can only go in and I, I play certain sports and they, the only, and I, I don't go there anymore because they make you wear a mask and play a sport. You're in some of the exercise center. They see people on treadmills huffing and puffing through a mask. They're, they're basically breathing their own exhaust. And, you know, this has been shown that, that the masks, you know, decrease the, your ability to, to, uh, to get oxygen and it concentrates carbon dioxide. It, uh, 
can cause uh, uh, infections in the body because it decreases the oxygen level in, in your body, which makes you more, vul more vulnerable to infections. Um, it's, uh, uh, it causes what's called mask mouth because of the concentration of bacteria on the inside of the mask, uh, rebreathing into the mouth, it can cause uh, caries and periodontitis. And periodontitis, or pyorrhea as it's known, which is the gum infection, can seed the body with infection. And, and one of the places that it seeds uh, is the valves uh, in the heart, can cause heart problems. Um, there's one study, let's see here. Um, they, they studied mask wearing in children and, and what the result was. And 60% of them uh, were reported to have increased irritability. 53% were having headache. 50% uh, had difficulty concentrating. 49% were less happy. 44% uh, were reluctant to go to school, particularly in kindergarten. Malaise was 42% uh, of them, impaired learning 38%, fatigue 37%. It's, oh yeah, that, that's a great one on, on mask wearing. I mean, when, when people try to argue with me that lockdowns or mask wearing uh, were effective, this is the proof right here, these charts. Can yeah. you can you blow that up at all? I don't know. Can oh, yeah. can viewers see that? Bit, let me go a little bigger here. Should be that's about as big as I can go. But yeah, you got Austria, Germany, Spain, France, UK, Belgium, Italy, Hawaii, California, Texas, and Georgia, or Texas versus Georgia. Um, I think it was rationalground.com that did a really good uh, mass comparative chart for everybody as well. That was done by uh, Tom Woods. Did that in one of his little pamphlets. I'll put the link for people. It's just, it, it destroys the whole thing with mass and social distancing. And well, what it proves is that masks cause COVID-19. Hmm, right. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because that's what, exactly. That's what the data would show. You go, oh, yeah, no I mean, if you're looking at the charts, <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to be able to show that masks work. You're going to be able to show that you know, the rise in COVID-19 always follows the mandates. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. I have to laugh, Randy, because otherwise I'm going to cry. Uh, <laughs> so what else? Oh, look at this. So yeah, th this is nice. You can just kind of go through. This article's great, guys. Uh, this is the one proof that face masks increase reported COVID-19 cases and deaths. You know, again, just I think we can just slide from here. North Carolina. Unbelievable. I don't know if you, I, I was, I, sh I played a video on my telegram. I usually, I'm into the UFC cause I'm, I come from the martial art world. So I, I watched that sport and I was uh, so happy to see an event happen last weekend in Florida where it had 15,000 fans in the, in the stadium. And it, Dana White, who's the owner of the UFC, he came out in the press conference after and he's talking to the media and, you know, people from all over the world watch this sport. And he's basically like, you know what? I know a lot of you guys don't agree with me on this in the media, but the world should learn a lesson from what just went down in Jacksonville, Florida. We had people from all over. 
There were people there that weren't wearing masks. There were people there that were wearing masks. The people who were wearing masks didn't say anything to the people who were, who weren't. And the people that weren't didn't say anything to the people who were. Everybody just got along, had a really good time. Nobody died. We had a successful event. We stimulated the economy in Jacksonville because every time we come, all the restaurants do better. All the businesses do better. They're also open. And he brought up all these points. And of course, the mainstream media is trying to make him look like he's like the next Hitler or something for saying it. But it's so true. It's like, I come back to the freedom argument. If you're someone out there that just, you love the mask, you believe in it, you've, you think it's going to save you, wear it, wear it. It's amazing. Why yeah. is it that my, your mask just mm. suddenly doesn't work if I don't wear a mask? And it's the yeah. same thing with the vaccine. If, if you got vaccinated, you should actually just be completely stress-free about anybody who decided not to get vaccinated because that's right. their choice, right? Like yeah. the, the, when you see those arguments that are what I call universal arguments, where everybody has to do it. It's a one size fits all. You're all the same. You're all a bunch of automatons that must be controlled. Uh, when, that, when that kind of universal policy is in place, that's when you smell the lies. That's when you smell the tyranny. It, because otherwise, as you said in the beginning, Randy, which was so perfect, we are all human beings. We are, uh, we are part of this planet and this universe we came here through very special, unique, and miraculous processes. Like even just whatever's happening inside your body and your cells, on your skin, in your nostrils. I saw this crazy documentary about what's going on in your nostrils. Um, and just imagining the complexity of that and then imagining someone coming in and going, yeah, nature doesn't know what it's doing. I, I do. Anthony Fauci knows. Bill Gates knows. We know better than than what the, the energy that swirls galaxies. Like that's pretty much what they're saying. And that is where you go, this is bullshit. This is, we need to stop listening to these people. Yeah. It's just the power of belief and faith. You know, once people latch onto that and they have a vested interest in that, they, yeah. they just don't let anything else into their brain and they will use any kind of reasoning to justify it. Yes. Yes. There's um, this transmission from asymptomatic carriers is another point. I mean, that that's the reason. That's one of the reasons for the mask. But there, there was one study where they they had 455 people who were asymptomatic, and they put them in in rooms with uh, symptomatic people for four to five days not one of the asymptomatic people came down with the disease. And China had a study where not one in 10 million got the disease from asymptomatic carriers. Yeah, wasn't that the largest uh, test sample in the world? That's, like yeah, 10 million right, people? Yeah. Isn't that not right. enough to prove it? And, and think about this. Do, do people go to, to the doctor and say, I, I need a test to see if I have an asymptomatic cold? <laughs> I feel great. I need to go to the doctor because <laughs> I, I, I've got to get a test to see if I if I have an asymptomatic if I have the asymptomatic flu. I mean that's what people are doing by the millions. Just no, no thought. You know, just crazy. Maybe we can go to vaccines before we run out of time. Sure, let's do that. Um, yeah, that's the big one. I I saw a very. I'm going to tell you quick here. I saw. It was a round table. It was Dr. Kerry 
Madey, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Randy, something, um, Dr. a bunch of doctors, Ka- Christiana Northrup, and they were talking about this phenomena that's been going around, and people have been telling me about it, where thousands of women from all over the world have been reporting irregularities in their um, in their menstrual cycle, uh, miscarriages, all this kind of stuff. And the scary thing is, is it's not just from people who've been vaccinated. It's also yeah. happening in people that are hanging out with people who've been vaccinated. Yes, I'm, Isn't I'm, that freaky? What the yeah, hell's happening? You hear this? Yeah, I don't understand that, you know, because we're basically talking, um, you know, the vaccine is causing the body to produce uh, spike proteins, you know, so what's being shed? Spike proteins? I mean, I, I don't quite understand the mechanism there, but I'm sure that that'll, that'll be uh, defined uh, yes. as as time goes on here, um, the the, the VARS, you know, this uh, a subtle way to get on. Like I've been able to get on at some sites without them throwing me off by just trying to alert people to what they can do if they've have a, 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 a an untoward reaction to the vaccine, mm-hmm. and I point them to VARS. And there's a Vax Tracker and and so forth, and I'm just hoping that they go there and they just the very fact that they can see, hey, geez, there's actually a government site where you can where you can report vaccine injuries and deaths, and that's something most people don't even know, and it's it's one way to make people realize, hey, there's something to the the idea that vaccines are not this necessarily this innocuous thing that they're being portrayed as. And, uh, there's uh, like, for example, VARS has reported, this is something, this is a voluntary system that the medical community as well as uh, the public can, can report to. And from uh, December 14th, 2020 to uh, April, 2021, um, there were, uh, let's see, there were uh, 68,347 total adverse events and 2,602 deaths. Now, that's only part of the story because there have been studies uh, done, uh, university studies, million-dollar studies, to try to find out how many, how many actual injuries or deaths are, are being reported and they found that 1% or less are reported. So yeah. just going back to the numbers I just gave you, if, if the numbers of uh, 68,000 adverse events and uh, 2,600 uh, deaths occur, and if you blow that up uh, based upon the, the only 1% are being reported, that means that there were actually 6,800,000 adverse events and over 202,000 deaths. Do, do it's you follow me on that? Blowing. Oh, yes. And I, I remember uh, I had Dell Bigtree on my show. Uh, this would have been 2018 when the whole measles scare was going around. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember having him on to talk about that to say, okay, it's already bad enough because think about it. We were told by our health officials, even one death, like what's that? Jacinda, yes. what's her face that's running right. New Zealand? That thing right. over there, she's saying, mm-hmm. we're going to go to COVID zero and we're going to lock the whole place down if even one case is found. Yeah. And you so go, okay, so for one, oh yeah, oh, so compassionate. 
Um, and then, you know, and then you go, well, what about if one person has an adverse reaction to even a flu shot or any of these vaccines? Well, they go to VAERS and if less than 1% is actually what's being reported and we see that on that website, there's already boatloads of people who went there. And remember the people that go report are the people that take the time to report that uh, are aware that it was the vaccine that caused the injury, um, and that are willing to spend the time, energy, and money to try to get, get this, get VAERS, get some kind of compensation for this, uh, this death or injury. And it's not the pharmaceutical companies themselves that made the stuff. It's the taxpayers that actually have to pay out these compensatory. Yeah, the, the vaccine makers are, yeah. are immune from any liability. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful, you know, they, they can produce a vaccine. They're immune from liability and the government will make it uh, against the law not to get the vaccine. What a what a what a business model, eh? This is mafia. <laughs> That's how the mafia does stuff. That's yeah, it. I know it. Now the 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 um, reason that that they're underreported, like you say, most people are not even aware of what VARES is. Hmm. And the other thing is it's voluntary, so you you know people can or can't do it. Uh, people don't really know what to report. Uh, doctors uh, really don't want to, any extra paperwork. And as far as the medical community, you know, there's there's bias that uh, vaccines don't do any harm. So any any re, anything that you say about how a vaccine may have damaged you is is not going to is going to go against the grain of what doctors believe. And uh, the medical community is biased against anti-vaxxers. Um, uh, and the medical community doesn't want to undermine public confidence in them and, and uh, medical prestige. Um, they don't want to undermine an income resource. Um, uh, they feel that, you know, all the time and money they've spent on their education, the, the public owes them. Um, there's the fear of liability. Like how many, how many doctors want to report that uh, their actions caused injury or a death i mean they're already running scared in terms of yeah. liability that's right and then uh so and there's also just the distance between the vaccine and effect and and the potential effect is you know the effect is not necessarily you know in the next 24 hours it can take days weeks months or even years and that's why these vaccines should never be released on the public until they've been tested for years not weeks or months, or in the case of these vaccines, they have not even been adequately tested at all with, you know, proper uh, controls and so forth. This is interesting so. you have here is a, a list of even, and this would have just been on the date you had written the article, showing a list of adverse reactions with references to, is this the AstraZeneca? Uh, and this is according to Prince of a Scientific International. You got persistent malaise, Bell's palsy, extreme exhaustion, swollen, painful lymph nodes, severe allergic, including anaphylactic reactions, thrombotopenia, I can't pronounce that, a rare lethal blood disorder. That sounds lovely. Multi-system inflammatory syndrome, miscarriages. This is where we're getting into, and this is just the people who've been vaccinated. Chronic seizures and convulsions. Wow. I'd rather just have a flu for a couple of days, severe headache, migraine that does not respond to medication, paralysis, sleep disturbances, psychological effects such as mood changes, anxiety, depression, 
brain fog, confusion, disassociation, and temporary inability to form words. Uh, wow, sounds like so many people these days. Cardiac problems, including my, my, myocardial, car, sorry, myocardial and tach, tachycardia, tachycardia. Dis, tachycardia disorders, blindness, impaired vision, and eye disorders, stroke, etc. Like, geez, like this is how you can't mandate this. And death. The, the, oh, I didn't death. see yeah, death. That's always. I forgot to to mention death. You know, another, even the vaccine. Listen, listen to how, what the vaccine manufacturers do that to to put themselves in the clear, so to speak. Even though they don't really have to, but they are supposed to uh, list uh, conditions that you might have that w- you would not want to take the vaccine for. The conditions are. Uh, that you might have, and if you have these, you shouldn't take the the vaccine. Even the manufacturer says this: ALS, autism, autism, Beckett's disease, bladder cancer, breast cancer, cardiovascular disease, chronic Lyme disease, chronic lymphocytic uh, leukemia, colorectal cancer, Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia, diabetes, Gulf War syndrome, hairy cell leukemia, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, inflammatory bowel disease, kidney cancer, lupus. Mantle, uh, mantle cell uh, lymphoma, multiple myeloma, multiple sclerosis, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, OCD, ovarian cancer, Parkinson's, pol- poliomyositis, primary biliary cirrhosis, prostate cancer, cirrhosis, dermatitis, psychosis, PTSD, rheumatoid arthritis, and Georgian's uh, syndrome. Those, hey, I heard PTSD in other words, in, there. If, if, in, other words oh, in other words, if you if you have any of those things, you should not be getting this vaccine. And I would I would venture to say that ninety percent of the people who have these things don't even know they have them. That's right. That's right. And we all have PTSD from this whole year. So that's my medical <laughs> exemption. Do I get to opt out? <laughs> Sorry, I have a condition. It's called P. I can't I can't do it. Um, I've been doing the joke. Uh, I've got CS. So I can't wear the mask. People are like, what's CS? Uh, it's this rare condition, uh, you know, common sense. It's, uh, it's so rare. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, you probably never heard of it before. <laughs> I've, I've heard uh, some people, uh, I've heard that, uh, I don't know, maybe I heard it from you that a, it's a measure of IQ is mask wearing and vaccine taking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's it. Like, I mean, that's, isn't that where we're at That's not necessarily true. I don't think it's a matter of IQ. I think it's just a matter of fear and, and. Fear is the mind killer. Yeah. Prior, prior beliefs and dependency. And uh, yeah, just, there's a host of things. It's really, I I think fear is the main thing because some of the people who you even give good information to this still will go get get the vaccine and, and, and wear the mask. I, I think it's just fear is the, is a great motivator. That's the reason countries in the past would stake heads around the city just to keep you in, in, uh, in line. Yep. And now the staking of heads are all the people that got banned from the, from, from the internet for <laughs> right. talking about this That's... stuff. Like I'll show you really quick. Uh, I'll point people. This is a good video on my site. Uh, Dr. Carrie Mayday. I interviewed her. Uh, this clip isn't from my interview. It was just a nice 11 minute, easily shareable clip that you can share with your friends and family about the vaccine. Uh, she gives her take on, on the technology and everything else. And, um, uh, after interviewing her, um, 
that's when I started getting warnings. The, the interview got taken off both my YouTube channels. And then, uh, because I had left it up on this one, it eventually, uh, they gave me the third strike and then I was gone. So she must have something to say that they don't want anybody to hear because I've heard other people that have shared her or doctors like her talking on those themes about the vaccine. That's what blows up your channel. Um, either that or talking about the election fraud It's one of those two, but, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to just sit here and every, a lot of people that I know, Randy, I'm sure you have the same, even though I've sort of talked, I don't, I never go out and preach the gospel to people. I just, you know, when, when the conversation comes up, I create this platform, people can come and go as they please. It's a free thing. Um, but I know so many people that they can't wait to get the vaccine. And I started to equate this to, well, the vaccine in people's minds isn't really necessarily equaling health. It's equaling freedom. They want freedom back. And they're told, everybody's telling me, well, I want to go to, I want to go on vacation. I've been stuck at home all this time and I can't take this anymore. So if I want to go on vacation, I have to get the vaccine. So I can't wait to go get the vaccine. And you go, so it's not really about the vaccine. It's about you want to go on vacation. So it's, it's not really about your health in the end. Cause you know, like, remember that study that came out showing the BMI index in relation to your risk category of uh, the vax of COVID-19. Well, why aren't all the people on the news and all the doctors, if they don't have the vaccine yet and it's experimental, why aren't they coaching people on how to boost their immune system through diet, exercise, uh, sunlight, you know, the natural things we've done for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, why aren't they doing that? Instead, it's all about just hold, you know, don't have any barbecues. Don't talk to anybody. Humans are bad. Wait for the vaccine. And again, that was another red flag to tell me that they're trying to program people. Health equals mask. Safety equals mask. I'm a good person. That equals mask. And then freedom to go on vacation, freedom to go back to my job, freedom to do these other things equals vaccine. But here's the thing. Now, even if you get the vaccine, you still got to wear the masks. You still have problems traveling. Even in Canada, I can't travel outside of my health region, which is just the district, like district 12 or whatever. Um, I can't even leave my health district and go on the mainland unless I have a, a proper reason or like they call it like essential travel. That's within my own country. And the people, I had a friend of mine that went, well, I got, I'm going to go get the vaccine so that I can go back and forth to work. And they went and got the vaccine and they still were told that they couldn't leave their health region and they still had to mask up and do all that stuff. And so I'm like, so, okay, so the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. It's got, it's experimental. We don't know what it's going to do. Uh, it, it, uh, doesn't seem to allow the, get the government to let, give you your freedom back anyways. What a horrible sales pitch this whole thing is. I'm not going for it. You know what I mean? I don't know. You're still there, Randy. Test, test, test. I think I may have lost them. Can you guys still hear me? Oh, hopefully he comes back in. I seem to have lost him here. Unless Randy, if you can hear me, maybe something happened on your end and something muted. We'll see if we can get him back. But wow, um, to everybody listening, like just what a wealth of knowledge this man is. I'm so glad I could bring him on to have this conversation. Um, you have to go check Am out. Am I there now? 
Uh, there you go. He's back. Good, good. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No problem. Um, one of the things I just wanted to to leave people with is this this feeling of hopelessness we have in terms of mm. everybody's floundering around trying to what are these um, greater powers? What how could something like this be orchestrated around the world like it has, and how could it how could it be happening? And it's you know such a feeling of helplessness. And I think the thing that you and I've been talking about is just just getting informed if if the entire public would get informed and understand what the truth is i just th they would have no power there would be no power left that's that's the power that we have if we in mass you know just get you know get informed and you help your neighbors and spread the word as much as you can to try to help people understand and hopefully you can deflect them away from getting vaccines um you know that's that's what what you can do, and when you are in a, a, a hopeless situation, the worst thing you can do is just continue to flail around in that hopeless feeling. It's very very unhealthy. You've got to feel like you can do something about it, and uh, getting informed, helping other people get informed, that's something you can do, and you may save lives that way. And I wanted to just uh, also people because of the all of the pressures and and the circumstances we're in, people can kind of forget just taking care of their basic health needs. And if if I could just take a couple minutes, let me go through kind of a list of things that that I've talked about for many years that people can do, just general things to to make yourself as healthy as you can. Because as I said, I think before is if you don't take care of your body, where else you're going to live? So. Do I have time to do that, Dave? Just a few minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I, is this the uh, 22 rules to optimize your health? I could pull that up if you need. Yes, it is. Okay, let's do it. Uh, one would be uh, exercise every day, at least the equivalent of what would be required to create shelter and obtain food in the wild. Uh, training for a competitive sport is an excellent motivator of health and self-respect aren't. And think about going back to that that natural archetypal context that that you need to look at when you think about health in the wild you'd have to expend a considerable amount of effort to get any food right now all we have to do is open a refrigerator door so so to replace that we need to make exercise we need to purposely make exercise a part of our life we should expose as much of the body to the sun as possible as often as possible and and if you're in Danger of burning, seek shade or wear clothes. Uh, the sun generates vitamin D, which we is a master hormone. It energizes biochemical pathways, lifts mood, regulates circadian rhythms, and is a, a great immune booster. Go barefoot as much as possible to permit unshielded contact with the electron-rich magnetic earth. It's called earthing. You can look that up on the internet. It's very, very interesting. The impact of just going barefoot outside, what that can do to, for you. Drink a couple of quarts of purified uh, water, uh, preferably kind of alkaline if possible, not bottled, not plastic bottled water each day. Drink more if you're ill, as much as a gallon even. It's amazing what just really flushing yourself with water can do. Eat organic, non-GMO foods. Use grass-fed, free-range animal products. Such, such foods uh, as this are, are not only healthier, they're more humane. What can be eaten raw, which does not include grains and legumes, is the best food and should be emphasized. Uh, 
Humans are the only creatures on earth to cook their food. We are not smarter than nature. Fast periodically, just like you would have to in the wild. Supplement intelligently as an insurance policy since modern foods are increasingly depleted. Uh, look for self-help remedies uh, or natural health practitioners if faced with health problems. Always research the dangers of any remedy before submitting to them. And keep in mind that no disease was ever caused by a lack of a pharmaceutical. Find creative physical, mental, and ethical challenges. Take responsibility for yourself. You are nobody else's duty. Find loving relationships, but don't assume anyone is going to or should put you at the center of their life. We're on earth to experience the consequences of mistakes and learn from them. Keep in mind that no matter what your past, your future is spotless. Follow your personal self-reflecting conscience. Make a better world, which means protecting natural balances and freedom. Help those who cannot help themselves, or if possible, help them to help themselves. Do not permit the loss of freedoms to a self-serving government or other organization. Seek truth, not confirmation of prior beliefs. View with suspicion any ideology or advice that financially benefits the giver. Be respectful of the gift of life, every beat of your heart and breath you take. If you don't take care of your body, as I said, where else are you going to live? So that's just uh, things that people could keep in mind. And it's mainly about just uh, self-reliance and doing the obvious things that we almost know intuitively that we should do. And that's a way that we can maybe survive through this, uh, get to the other side healthy. Randy, that's beautiful, man. Just basic, concise, easy to follow. It makes sense. Uh, everybody can sort of make it their own, but the health is an inside job. It's something, it's a lifestyle. It's not, oh, wait for someone to provide me a solution. It's, this is something that you have to go on your own heroic journey of doing what it takes to build yourself a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy spirit. That's something you have to participate in on a regular daily basis. It comes to your sleeping patterns, your eating patterns, your exercise patterns, your men, your mindset, your mindset plays a huge uh, part of this, doesn't it, Randy? It's the, I mean, we, it's easy for us to get stuck in fear and worry and all of that. Um, there's a place for it in nature uh, to react to challenges and dangers, but that, le that lingering angst, you know, that everybody feels that can be very destructive to your immune system. And there's also a lot that our thinking patterns do to affect our lives on a, on a huge level. And I think health is number one. And so when they're putting fear, 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 hide under the bed, killer virus, pandemic, lockdown, spray everything with chemicals, be afraid, separate children from their parents, all this kind of stuff. Um, to me, that's a strategy because they know that when you're in fear, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to disease. You're vulnerable to be controlled. You're vulnerable to whatever they want to do to you. Um, and so the opposite of what they're doing is what we need to do, which is empower ourselves on all these levels, come together with like-minded people, get involved with our community and uh, help educate each other and share ideas and build something of value. That's how we win this. Um, and so that's why I love your message, Randy. This has been honestly just one of the best shows I think I've done on this subject, just because we covered kind of the whole thing. And we, we, it's just that the boatload of resources that are now available to people that have listened to this show, uh, that are on your site, in your books, in your work, 
uh, it's just incredible. So thank you so much, seriously, for just the work that you're doing, for coming on this show. I greatly appreciate the books and the, the interactions we've had. I've learned so much from you. And uh, I, I plan to, to do it even more. And I hope this isn't the last, uh, hope this isn't the last time. Maybe down the road, we can do a little update as this insanity continues. <laughs> okay. And, and thank you, David, for, for the wonderful work you do. I know you just are spending an incredible amount of energy putting the, the stuff together that you do. And it's really a great help, I think, to everyone. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my honor. I'm going to do this as long as I can. And, um, I'm glad to be here. So thanks again, man. Uh, all the best to you. I wish you and your family, nothing but health and blessings and, uh, we'll be in touch. Uh, you, you've given a lot of things for people to think about here today. So thank you. Thanks to everybody for tuning in, supporting this show. I got to do a quick shout out to, uh, the Keystone. Uh, thanks for that donation and Zariath. Hope I pronounced that right for your donation. Very much appreciate that. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in, for listening. And most importantly, the best way you can support this mission and this show is to share out these episodes, uh, get them out far and wide. This one is really important because we're talking about the facts. And if you go and follow my Telegram channel, uh, you can find it on my website if you get lost, but go follow me on Telegram. Uh, I'll be putting together a list of all the links that Randy has sent to me so that you have them. You can save them in your notes and you can refer to them and study them anytime. So thanks, Randy. I hope you uh, have a great rest of your day. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, that's all for now. I've got some more amazing shows coming up next week and lots of exciting announcements to come. So stay tuned here on Truth Warrior, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. <laughs>